Hello and welcome to Mash Mouth, a podcast covering every single episode of the hit 1970s sitcom, Mash. I'm Ethan. And I'm Vanessa. Vanessa, hello. So today's episode, Radar, uh, I think because he's a bit more of a man now, gets a tattoo. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you about tattoos. I know you have a couple. Do you have any fun tattoo stories for us? I do. So um, I think my most fun tattoo story is the story of my first tattoo. So in New Jersey, you can't get tattoos before um, you're 16 without parent permission. Like even if you are 16, you need parent permission, but like no tattoos before the age of 16, right? So it was three days before my 16th birthday (laughs) and I really wanted this tattoo. And my mom was like, hmm, should I let my 16-year-old daughter get a tattoo for her birthday? Hmm, I don't know. So my grandma was at my house celebrating my birthday with me. And (laughs) my mom said, okay, well, if grandma gets the tattoo with us, because it was supposed to be like me and my mom, if grandma gets a tattoo with us, like, I'll let you get the tattoo. And my grandma was like, yeah, sure. Okay. (laughs) And my mom was like, wait, really? (laughs) So... Not only did my grandma agree to get the tattoo after, like, hating tattoos her entire life, um, Mm -hmm. just because, like, she came from that generation where, like, tattoos were strictly, like, for the military and biker gangs. (laughs) Um, She said yes to the tattoo, and the tattoo artist was just like, "Mm, yeah, you're close enough to 16. So, okay. (laughs) So my grandma got a tattoo, and I got technically an illegal tattoo as my first tattoo. That's amazing. That is, uh, I love that story. I love your grandma. She sounds like such a cool lady. She was. Uh, Obviously, for as long as I've known you, you've had that tattoo. And I've always loved that, that story that you got them all together as a family. That is, that's a delight. Um, I don't have any tattoos. I'm not against getting tattoos, but I just don't like needles. And there's nothing that I like enough to want on my body forever but like my sister's got a ton of tattoos and my dad hates tattoos one time we were (laughs) watching tv and there was a commercial for the show ink masters i think on Mm -hmm. tnt and during that commercial when that came on my dad was like oh that show's gonna be illegal in a couple years you just watch (laughs) what, what are you talking about it's so funny like the dad to hate tattoo pipeline because my sister is also my sister's an artist so she designs her own tattoos and she wants to be a tattoo artist and she has progressively gotten like larger tattoos and more conspicuous areas of her body and every time she comes home with another one my dad's like ugh, why (laughs) i feel like it's such a dad thing oh it's definitely a dad thing it is (laughs) the most dad thing i uh some dads have tattoos i'm like that's a very foreign concept to me (laughs) yeah me too me too (laughs) but anyway let's get into uh this actual episode so this episode was called checkup and as the name implies it's about the army mandated checkups that leads to trapper finding out that he has an ulcer and potentially a ticket home Vanessa, what do you think of this episode? It was kind of split into two distinct A and B storylines. So how do you think everything was like handled? So I have mixed feelings, I guess, about this episode. I definitely didn't hate it. I enjoyed it, actually. But I think that there was like some aspects of it, like the checkup aspect. I know that we both think was kind of like creepy almost um, Mm -hmm. with some of the stuff that was handled. But the Trapper stuff was really fun and interesting to me. And I like the like little exploration into his character and kind of like 
knowing that he's leaving eventually, seeing this almost like setup to him leaving was very interesting. Yeah, I loved the relationship stuff between him and Hawkeye in this episode because you really get the sense that they like mean a lot to each other. And it's so like well handled without a lot of jokes or like anything about it. It's just kind of serious, like, oh, my friend is potentially leaving and that kind of bones me out. Um, But then the second half or first half of it, really, because the Trapper stuff doesn't come into play until the second half of the episode. The first half is mostly doing this checkup stuff. And there's some fun stuff with like Radar and everybody and Klinger. But what I think we both uh, disliked was how they handled the checkups with the female nurses being examined by male doctors. Yeah, I guess we'll get into the episode a little bit more like with the checkups and stuff. I was trying not to take it too seriously because it was definitely played off for laughs. Um, And knowing that a lot of the nurses are like both attracted to like Trapper and Hawkeye and Henry and stuff like that, I feel like kind of made it a little bit better. But when Margaret was talking to the nurses of just like, oh, yeah, when the doctors are checking you out, they're not supposed to be, you know, making you uncomfortable. And I loved that aspect of it, of Margaret kind of just like making sure that the nurses knew that they weren't supposed to be uncomfortable by these doctors. And it was also played off very funny for laughs. Like a lot of the stuff she was saying was like double entendre sexual stuff. Um, So that was funny. But also like when Hawkeye was giving Margaret her physical, that was just like played super creepy for whatever reason. Like he was so into like, oh, I'm going to give Major Houlihan her physical. I was like, okay, calm down, Hawkeye. (laughs) Yeah. With Margaret telling these nurses that they have to feel comfortable, it is very mash. Like this feels very in line with like the humor of the movie um, Mm -hmm. and potentially the novel. I have not read it yet. But this feels like the kind of joke that they would do, especially with the double entendres that she keeps saying is very much that that mash kind of humor. And I'm not against like this in principle, but what usually works about mash's kind of more sexual, dirty jokes between them is that there is a sense of like professionalism uh, with the doctors and nurses. Like when they're in doctor mode they are very professional and when they're off the clock they're off the clock and kind of want to have fun with each other and the fact that these doctors would kind of you know cross the line during this professional time I think is what doesn't work for me more than the fact that they're like doing it in general you know what I mean yeah absolutely like it's also just kind of like a creepy thing to be like, oh, yeah, my doctor is going to, you know, be inappropriate with me when that's like the last person who should ever be inappropriate yeah. with you. I don't know. And again, most of the nurses, um, you know, have like dated Hawkeye and Trapper and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like it's not, I guess, the biggest deal, but also <laughs> just the just the fact that Margaret was like, OK, when I call your name, scream so that I know who's like scream is whose if the doctors like do anything. I'm like, oh, that's not good. But also was kind of funny, you know? (laughs) So it was just like a very mash 70s thing. You know what I mean? Not not the best to hold up to in like today, you know? But it was was mash-esque. And same with Margaret having a checkup by Hawkeye. I think what doesn't work there is because usually I like their flirty kind of relationship that they have where they're kind of mutually like have this kind of weird vibe about each other when they're alone. 
but usually it's presented as more respectful towards each other. Like, Mm -hmm. I always feel like Hawkeye respects Margaret and her boundaries when he does this, even though he's very much trying to, like, push the boundaries. Usually it's, like, out of a sense of, I know that you can handle this and, like, you kind of understand that I don't really mean it. I feel like it's more fun when there is that sense of respect. And this one, he is just kind of mean to her. It just, it felt weird. I liked Margaret's rebuffing of him a lot, but Hawkeye's handling of this felt a little out of character to me, to be honest. He's usually pretty good about boundaries when he's doing this kind of thing. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. I do think this was in character for Hawkeye still, but in the worse end of the spectrum of his character, if you know what I mean. But I think that I do agree with you where it is Margaret and Hawkeye's relationship almost where he's always constantly like flirting with her to bother her because he knows that she's going to get annoyed with it. Not that he thinks that anything's really going to come of it by flirting with her and being like, hey, have sex with me or whatever the case is. But he knows it annoys her, and that's just fun for him. So, yeah, I like that aspect of their relationship a little bit more, and this just was weird. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I also hated the fact that, like, they body shamed her in this episode. It was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, they call her fat and that her butt's too big. And I'm like, what are you what are you talking about? She yeah. looks fine. And like Loretta Swit is just, you know, the most fit actress. You know uh-huh. what I mean? She's like not fat at all. So this to me was just like this was just so broke. <laughs> Where it just felt like um the writers were just like, hey, you know, women hate commenting about their weight let's make this comment about margaret's weight haha isn't that funny she's insecure about it now like in no world is she fat Mm -hmm. either so it's just like so stupid yeah she like after hawkeye says she could stand to lose 10 pounds and that her butt's too big uh (laughs) she like looks at herself in the mirror like alone and she looks amazing it's like yeah (laughs) and then frank comes in And he tries to, like, you know, console her in a very frank way (laughs) where he was so kind of creepy about it. But it's so in line with, like, what Frank would say about, like, well, you're not fat, but also, like, you might be fat. But also, (laughs) like, I like that, so it's fine. Like, the most frank kind of, don't worry about your body, because I find your body attractive, but also your body (laughs) might be unattractive if you, like eat a hamburger too much you know (laughs) and like honestly so frank says um oh yeah you're thin for somebody who weighs as much as you and i'm like this woman is in the whole army like can did nobody think like oh maybe this woman's got like actual muscles i don't know it was just like a such a dumb throwaway piece of it where it didn't really matter to the like overarching storyline at all and it just made me so irritated because it's just like you couldn't have thought of like something else to make margaret angry about it had to be like oh haha women hate their weight like so we're gonna talk about her weight (laughs) it just felt so male humor in the 70s i don't know it was just like dumb yeah and one thing that i felt was pretty out of character for margaret is that when Frank is describing, like, oh, I like your body. I like that soft and squishy and everything. And then he remarks, like, 
unlike a certain someone who used to cut me with her her thin arms or whatever, <laughs> Margaret had no comment on that. Like she was like, "Oh, Frank, you you lovely little fool, you are." Uh, yeah. But like breaking up his wife usually is like, "Hey, buddy, don't do that." So I I thought it was weird she didn't like remark upon that at all. <laughs> Yeah, I guess maybe because he was saying that she was, like, better than his wife. I don't know. Just just throw the whole scene away. Like, no thank you. <laughs> Before we move on from this, though, I have to remark that I thought when she blows into Hawkeye's stethoscope oh, was yes. very funny. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the best uh, aspect of this, like, checkup, am I fat scene. That was hysterical. I loved that. Is there any other scene from the whole like checkup bit that stood out to you as really funny? So outside of the Margaret aspect, I really love Klinger trying to fake a medical illness so he can (laughs) leave the army. Like he finds out some guy has scoliosis and they don't even say that he's like leaving the army because of it. But in like the next scene, Klinger comes in with like a faked x-ray of scoliosis. And I was like, that is... (laughs) That is very on brand for Mr. Klinger. And then, of course, there's the whole bit of uh, Henry giving Radar a checkup. And, you know, Radar's just such a, a little boy, but he has this tattoo now. And he's like, hello, I can make a dance. And like, that's just such a weird bit. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I guess we should talk about like a little bit about the tattoo. Yeah, Radar had this tattoo and it was on discount. And I thought that, that was also hysterical because it was a... Uh, it was an anchor, and Henry even says, he's like, you're not in the Navy. He's like, yeah, but, like, the Red Army Cross cost a dollar and a quarter, or whatever it was. This only cost 50 cents, and that, that was the better deal. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I love that, that Radar is, like, trying to be a bit of a manly man now, that he's yeah. like, I'm going to get a tattoo, I'm going to be a cool guy, but he's also, like, doing it like it means nothing. Like, he gets a... a <laughs> Ranker for no good reason. He's just like, well, it was on sale and it'll be on my body forever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And Henry's probably right that that was the way he got it was probably very unsanitary. <laughs> I don't think yes. that they cleaned things back then with uh, like needles did. and stuff. No. Uh, and just the making it dance is like really funny visually. Just <laughs> the fact that they sit there for like 10 seconds doing it was pretty, pretty good. <laughs> And Henry was so into it, too. He was like, can you make it go up and down or whatever it was? And Raider's like, no, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So going from that, let's talk about the much better half of this episode (laughs) with Mr. Trapper having an ulcer and thinking he's going home. I thought that was so well handled and so interesting to me and really played into the dramedy aspect of the show like Mm -hmm. really well. That this was kind of half checkup comedy, even though that didn't really work for us, and half legitimate character study drama about Hawkeye and Trapper kind of dealing with the fact that they're going to lose each other. I thought it like worked really well, and I enjoyed pretty much everything about this half of the episode. Yeah, me too. I really liked the... Um... So the whole plot of it is Trapper originally doesn't want anyone to like give him his checkup, I guess, to like stop people from knowing he has an ulcer and i just have to note that this scene where frank is saying hey you know i'm here to give you your checkup was so well done to me because just like every line in that exchange 
was really funny and it just moved the scene along so well. I really liked that just like one bit of that one scene really struck me for some reason and I know that's not like groundbreaking or anything to be like, oh, they used comedy to move the scene forward. But it struck me as so well structured in that one bit. Yeah, I I liked how angry Trapper was at all of this situation. That he was very aggressive, like, please, just leave me alone. And, you know, at first you don't really know why. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what is going on with Trapper? Like, why is he so upset? And I thought it was a bigger deal than an ulcer. Not that an ulcer isn't a big deal, but I thought, like, they're going to examine him and there was going to be something wrong with him mm-hmm. and then it turns into oh well you have an ulcer you can go home so it turns this negative into a, like a positive and a really fun shift that i didn't see coming because even before frank examines or wants to examine uh trapper hawkeye leaves the tent and like in secrecy trapper like takes out this bottle of antacid and drinks it and like it's so dramatically like mm-hmm. framed that you're like, oh my god, what's happening? And then the way it, it all works out, you're like, okay, cool. Things things are cool. He's going home. Speaking of the going home aspect of it, you know, we I think that we both know that Trapper, you know, leaves the show and it's not really a spoiler for anyone who's listening. But um to have this whole bit of Trapper potentially going home was such just a strange thing to have in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. And I feel like <laughs> This would have been such a better way for Trapper to have left the show, like, because it really felt like a farewell, like a goodbye. And yeah, I don't know. It was it was just very strange to have this written at this time. Yes, uh, I can attest to that. So I (laughs) for anybody listening to the show, I have seen through season three. I've seen the finale of season three and nothing else. Uh, So I know the broad strokes of the remainder of the show, like who leaves, who stays, and kind of their resolution as characters, but I don't know the details. So watching this episode, there was a part of me, more so than I think other people had, uh, that was like, oh, is this the one where Trapper does leave? Because I wasn't sure if he leaves in the middle or if it's in like a straight up season four I don't I didn't remember that much about season three to remember if this is what happens so I had the entire episode I was kind of in this like Schrodinger's cat situation with him <laughs> leaving of it being like potentially actually happening or just being kind of the one-off conflict for the episode and the way it like resolved it was so disappointed for Trapper honestly it felt like such a good conclusion for him Hawkeye and Trapper do say their goodbyes it was so so disappointing in the way that like I guess this would be in real life when you're not actually leaving the army base you don't want to be on speaking of that too of Trapper and Hawkeye saying goodbye it felt so well first of all the acting was amazing from these two like it really felt like they were saying goodbye to each other because they were getting like kind of misty-eyed and they were being very sentimental and Trapper like kind of threw out a joke like hey if I'm ever by here you know if I ever come through these parts again leave a bedpan open for me or whatever the case was it felt very real of how these characters would actually say goodbye to each other and I won't spoil it for you but I think that most of our listeners will like know how Trapper leaves the show and I'm just wondering if that's why he left the show the way he did like they said a lot of their goodbyes already in this portion of the season so I'm wondering if that's like kind of the reason that Trapper 
left in that way. Um, but I did think it was really sweet how Trapper was very excited to see his wife and kids. Like he was like, oh, yay, my girls. I thought that that was really sweet. I know. And uh, Hawkeye makes the joke that they're like, oh, they might be shaving now. Uh, <laughs> great way to cut that kind of tension. Like we said before, I love those kind of jokes where it feels so in character of like, oh, we're going to make light of this emotional situation. I'm going to say that your daughters are shaving now. Uh, very much is like what a real person would say. Yeah. But I have to say what I like about this show because this show goes on for a very long time and has a lot of cast changes throughout it or maybe just the one or two big ones uh but one thing that i like about the show and how they can handle cast members leaving is that more than a lot of sitcoms this is a show where people don't want to be on the show that they're in Mm -hmm. so or the characters (laughs) yeah it's kind of built into the dna that people can leave and people can be replaced and like that's fine it's not like somebody on friends leaves and they get like a new friend Uh, (laughs) like it is a professional kind of situation where you do have to deal with the fact that like people aren't going to be around forever and i uh i think that's why it works when other people come in i mean i haven't seen that far yet so what what are your thoughts on that how they kind of switch out these characters over time Yeah, I think that's the, like, of cast changes in shows and in sitcoms and whatnot, especially during this time period. This was probably the show that did it the most naturally because, like you said, it was very much like, hey, we're gonna go home eventually and we don't want to be here. So it's it's this really, like, bittersweet moment when characters on the show leave for exactly that reason. Like, you know that their character doesn't want to be there, but you also love them so much. and. You know, there's, (laughs) we'll get into it when there is a cast change, but there are some funny stories about like what happens with the cast changes too, of like the audience hating the cast, the new cast Mm. members. And I'm like, oh, so that's like (laughs) a thing across generations on TV shows. Oh man. But I do agree with you. Like it feels the most natural in this show to kind of have those cast switches. Yeah, it's similar to another medical show, House, because House has like a (laughs) giant cast change, like basically halfway through. And it works because there is they're just co-workers. They're allowed to leave the place that they don't want to work. So I think it's just interesting that the show goes on for so long with these kind of monumental changes and people love the people who come in. Uh, now that we're, you know, a good few decades removed from the initial, like, how dare they change the show that I like? Um, I want to know how I will react to new characters because I am <laughs> watching this live. Uh, so who knows if I'll like uh, Mr. Winchester or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for your thoughts on the new characters. But we come to find out also that Trapper is not leaving in this episode. This is not the goodbye yeah. farewell <laughs> that we think it's going to be. <laughs> and I also really liked that too. So Hawkeye and Henry, they want to throw Trapper this big rager going away party. Of course they do, you know, because that's like what they do. They want to celebrate their friendship that they have and also be happy for their friend who's going home and also, you know, kind of like mourn that loss as well. And I thought that this was really cool because Trapper finds out, you know, oh, they don't send you home for ulcers anymore. You know, you have to just like stay, have it fixed, and they'll like ship you somewhere else. 
or stay in the mash unit, have it treated here, and you can stay in this, like, hellhole. And he's like, okay, Mm -hmm. that one. (laughs) (laughs) So Radar gives him this news, and he tells Radar, hey, like, don't say anything to anybody at the party. You know, I don't, I'll handle it. And I thought that it was really sweet and such, like, a testament to Trapper's character of just, like, kind of letting them have this, like, celebration because he knew it was kind of, like, more than him. This party was them kind of having hope that, you know, hey, we're all going to go home one day. Like, yeah, we're celebrating Trapper and we love Trapper and stuff like that, but this is going to be all of us at some point. And he let them have that moment for, like, longer instead of bursting their bubble, and I really liked that. Yeah, I I like that, too. You describing it that way, like, makes it so much better, honestly. It was like, oh, right, this is, like, a really cool thing for him to be doing. I just thought the party was, like, funny. I I enjoyed (laughs) uh, all the bits at the party, but you're right, it is kind of played as a nice, dramatically satisfying thing of them, like, wanting this because they, they want the hope of it. But I was also like, man, it's funny when Henry is, like, sloshed out of his mind. <laughs> yeah, and, like, that that was another thing, too, is, like, why I liked the tail end of this episode so much, or, like, the B-plot of this episode, because this party was just hysterical. Like, <laughs> Margaret flirting with Trapper and Trapper flirting back was so cute. I actually loved that a lot. I love that, too, because that is a, a callback to, I think, a season one episode, maybe the finale where, like, drunkenly, Margaret is like, you know, I've always found you attractive, Trapper. You know, in her <laughs> her Margaret way of saying that. And I love how that's, like, brought back that she is just, like, quietly into Trapper the entire time he's there. <laughs> I know. And then she's like, uh, yeah, I really liked you. And I would always, like, look at you and then pretend to be looking away. But now you're leaving. And now I'm stuck with needle nose. <laughs> and I'm really wondering if she meant... Frank or Hawkeye in that moment? <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Because, uh, you know, Mr. Hawkeye does have a bit of a prominent nose. I think they make fun <laughs> of that sometimes. So, man, who knows? I like, yeah. by the way, when Frank is like, well, one is one of them is leaving. We're almost free. It won't be them anymore. It'll just be one. And I was like, oh, buddy, you don't know. <laughs> you got another goofball coming, to, coming your way. <laughs> That is, we'll get to that as well, but that's really funny because that's definitely called back when the replacement for Trapper comes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I'm so excited to see this new new generation of, of MASH guys come in. <laughs> it's coming sooner than you think. But yeah, then after Hawkeye gives another speech of how he's going to really miss him and stuff like that and how everyone's going to miss him, it it felt, like I said... This felt so strange for Trapper not to be leaving, knowing that Trapper Mm -hmm. leaves eventually. You know what I mean? Very, very odd. I'm just wondering if, like, at some point they knew, like, oh, Wayne Rogers might be, like, leaving if if he's, like, leaving mid-season or whatever the case was. And I'm just, yeah, it was was weird to have this without him actually leave. (laughs) The pacing of this season in terms of, like, when episodes play is kind of strange to me. Like that OR episode is such like a season finale episode. I know we have a a big season finale in this one, but that one felt so much like later season to me that they're playing all these really kind of good episodes when they're trying to do the dramatic stuff so early is really strange. And like I said, me knowing the broad strokes until 
Radar says that he has an ulcer or that they don't send you home for ulcers anymore. I was fully kind of like, okay, this might be Trapper's last episode. So I agree with you. It is it is weird. Maybe it is more broadcast order versus written order because they do air episodes out of how they're intended in the writer's room to play. I don't know if that is how it is on Hulu, but I know like in the original production... That is kind of like what happened. That's the only thing that I can really think of. Like, oh, the writers, you know, wrote this to intended it for it to be later. And also, no, because like, I don't know, (laughs) me like talking myself out of my own point. Like, I don't know. That doesn't make sense. When we get to it, you'll understand what I mean of like why this is very strange and why I can't really wrap my head around it. But it kind of ends (laughs) just like very randomly where... I guess to treat ulcers, you need to be on like three weeks of bed rest. I didn't know that. I, I'm really wondering if that's true or not. Yeah, we uh, we're lucky because neither of us have had an ulcer before, uh, as far yeah. as I'm aware. I don't know if you've had some ulcers. <laughs> no, certainly not a stomach ulcer. No, that's uh, that's pretty dangerous. I think. So we don't really know how they're treated, but I I like this ending with uh, Hawkeye treating him and. He wants to give Trapper a tranquilizer to, like, relax him. And Trapper's like, oh, those don't work. And Hawkeye, like, gives himself the tranquilizer and jokingly, like, collapses as if it instantly makes you unconscious. (laughs) And the laugh that these two had was amazing. I love these two just very good friends. It was such a good friendship episode for Hawkeye and Trapper that they mean so much to each other. That, like, losing Trapper, like, affected Hawkeye, even though it didn't happen yet. Just everything about this. And then this ending with them being, like, I love you, buddy, kind of vibes was so good. I loved it. It was really sweet that Hawkeye, like, literally tossed himself off of Trapper's bed and onto the floor to make him laugh while he's in bed, you know, with a sickness. I really like that. Like you said, it was just, like, a sweet genuine moment of true friendship and i i enjoyed that and i thought that it couldn't have ended on a more like happy or positive note Mm -hmm. this episode's kind of frustrating because one half of it i'm like nah that doesn't work at all and the other half of it i'm like this is maybe one of the best episodes of this show (laughs) so it's like it's hard to balance out you know i wish it was one thing or the other yeah i think that this is um i could i feel like i could be wrong but i feel like they don't do the A and B plot so much in the earlier seasons. And this is one of the first, not first, but one of the earlier like A and B plot lines of MASH because I think that they kind of branch off and do that typical A and B sitcom aspect of it later on in the series. And this is the first one that I can really like remember off the top of my head. So yeah, so I... I think that we're going to be seeing that a lot where we're like, oh, this A plot and this B plot was like good or bad or whatever the case is. Yeah. Just to let you know. <laughs> oh, man, that is that's kind of exciting, though. I, I like I like this discussion. I like having these two distinct halves to talk about. But going from that, do you have any favorite lines from this episode? I do. This wasn't like a huge comedy episode, but there were some really good ones. <laughs> so... When Frank is trying to give Trapper his checkup and Trapper is just like, absolutely not. (laughs) Trapper goes, take a walk, Frank. And Frank goes, this is the army. And then Trapper pauses for a second. He goes, then take a hike. (laughs) (laughs) Loved that. Um, And then in that same scene, 
Hawkeye is like, hey, like, what's going on here? And Frank goes, McIntyre is refusing to take his clothes off for me. And Hawkeye goes, well, not everybody can be Major Houlihan, Frank. That was such a oom. Like, I'm surprised. <laughs> if they if they had a live studio audience there, uh, they would absolutely go, ooh, at that moment. <laughs> it was That was a burn. That was a burn right there. <laughs> what about you? What were your lines? So I just really have one major one that I really laughed at in the scene where Henry is giving Radar's checkup and he's taking off all his clothes. He's got like four layers on and Henry's like, are you in there? And uh, Radar goes, well, my my parents never took off their clothes. They said skin was the devil's slipcover. Just (laughs) (laughs) amazing to me. Is he wrong, though? (laughs) Cover your shame. It's the devil's slipcover. That's uh, that's the name of my new metal band, by the way. (laughs) Devil's slipcover? (laughs) Yeah, it's just going to be like a couch with like plastic is going to be the (laughs) t-shirt. So I do have some trivia for us as well. Um, there were no real like guest stars in this episode, so I did a research um, determining service members' ability to perform their duties and like when they're sent home. And to preface this, this is like more <laughs> modern. I couldn't really find like what would qualify as a disability um, that would get you sent home from the army back in like the fifties. So this is for now. If anybody's interested. <laughs> So, I'm interested, actually. This is, okay. this is right well, up my alley, this kind of yeah, niche like, thing. I, this was new for me, too. Like I did not know any of this, so this is pretty cool. So this is the criteria for determining a service member's ability to perform their duties. Whether the condition presents a medical risk to the health of the member or to the welfare of other members. Whether the medical condition imposes unreasonable requirements on the military to maintain or protect the member what the established duties of the member are, and if they can perform them during the remainder of their service. Basically, any condition that interferes with the performance of the service member's duties that are in line with that member's office, grade, rank, or rating will be considered for referral for disability evaluation and possible medical discharge. So, for anyone who wants to know, that's it. (laughs) Can I tell you, as a kid, I learned about the draft, and I was like existentially (laughs) freaked out of like, Oh, if there's another draft again, I don't want to get drafted in the army. That sounds scary. <laughs> and my mom wasn't like, you're disabled. You're not going to get drafted. But she was like, tried to say it like in a nice way. where like, they're, they're not going to draft you. You, uh, you're, you have an exemption. And I was like, what do you mean? And it wasn't until like years later where I was like, oh, right. Like, I, I could not be in the army if I wanted to. <laughs> And that doesn't stop them from sending me phone calls about if I wanted to join the army every other week anyway. I always tell those guys that I'm disabled and they're always like, oh, okay, bye. (laughs) That's really, really funny. Um, I didn't know that you literally thought that you were going to get drafted when you were younger. (laughs) I I was scared of a lot of things, okay? All right, so from Ethan's existential crisis at 10 years old about getting drafted, (laughs) what was your martini rating for this episode? You know, this martini rating is difficult because, like I said, one half of this is really good and kind of one of my favorite bits the show's done. And the other half is like, fine, at worst or at best, you know? So I might have to go like, 2.5 2.5 like it is like 50 wow. 50 i think wow 
Okay, so I said this was a um I said this was a 3. I'm surprised mm. that I said like 3 or 3.5 because I don't know, I liked I liked the trapper aspect of it, but I'm surprised that you gave it so low. Like usually I go lower. Wow. I know. I know. We're we're mixing it up this season. I would definitely stick with 3. Like it was to me, this was uh, better than just like your average episode, just like a little bit, but it was still like a pretty average episode. Um, I just think of the ones that I gave like a 2.5 to, and I do think this was just like better structured than those. So yeah, I would go three. Three is good for me. I might have to agree. You might you might have <laughs> knocked me up half a point. Uh, I'm feeling a little bit, a little bit more buzzed on this because, uh, you know, <laughs> the parts that are strong are really strong. Yeah. And it's not like the parts that are bad are like horrific. Like there isn't, there's nothing like horrible in this one. It's just kind of like, well, this is 70s women humor. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. So just to wrap up, we'd like to give thanks to Jacob for your balco for being our technical consultant. Vanessa's sister, Melissa, for awesome cover art, and, of course, our listeners. Links to our music, social media, and contacts for the show are linked in the description, as always. And join us next week for Season 3, Episode 8, Life with Father. But until then, make your tattoo dance. Goodbye, farewell, and amen. Bye, everyone.